now. 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 It's time for your VO news served piping hot and fresh. Gather round. It's time for the voiceover cafe. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the voiceover cafe. VO news served up piping hot. Yes, I remembered the slogan after uh, being in prison for two years. <laughs> and these guys finally allowed me to come back now that I've been cleared. Uh, thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah, your parole officer is listening, though, so just, just Be keep careful. that in mind. Be careful. <laughs> Why'd you mug that old lady? <laughs> I appreciate you guys uh, getting together today, and we've got a ton of stuff to cover. First off, uh, uh, we got Trish, Bish, Sean, Jordan, and Matt all on the show today, and we're going to do a little roundtable discussion. Well, actually, many topics involved, uh, but first, I got I got to tell you guys just a real brief story, and I'll, I'll try to keep this quick. But I was directing a uh, a demo session in a, a studio in Houston. And uh, right in the middle of the session, the, the studio kept picking up a Spanish radio station. This is in the middle of the guy's takes. <laughs> and they promised me, and I, sh- I shouldn't believe this, they promised me that it would not get onto the recording. The signals crossed? Yeah, apparently, yeah, it's picking up the Spanish station. It's very annoying for me and the talent. So the engineer, after the session, sends me all the files. And, of course, in between uh, every three lines is uh, a Spanish-speaking DJ. In between this guy's uh, reads. And, uh, you know, I, I call the engineer to complain about this. And uh, this was his response. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Did you pay for the studio time? <laughs> so apparently when they record musicians, there's a really good chance that the song might pick up a Spanish-speaking radio announcer in the middle of the song. <laughs> I'm on a Mexican radio. Hey, I had that 45. That's not funny. (laughs) It was it was the whole he was so nonchalant about. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that uh, that happens once in a while. Oh, God. So did you have to re-record? I mean, we we uh, we took our money back and recorded elsewhere. But it's it's just hilarious. The attitude like (sighs) we know it. We know it might get into the recording, but we don't give a shit. Oh, Mm. gosh. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. Terry, just a little advice. No more finding studios to record out on Fiverr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no bueno. No well, I think this yeah. was, How many Fs in professional? I think this studio was in a bathroom in some mobile home <laughs> on the outskirts of Houston somewhere. But if I had the name in the studio, I would tell you. But it, uh, mm. yeah, it, was, it was pretty hysterical. I mean, imagine trying to be the talent and imagine trying to direct the talent with a Spanish-speaking announcer bleeding into the in recording every three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, anybody else have uh, you know an interesting gig since the last time you guys uh, recorded? Like Matt or Bish? Anybody? Uh, yeah, I've got one. Uh, well, you guys might know I've I've started doing a, a little bit of uh, American accent work outside of the Australian stuff, and so I was on a, an ISDN session the other day, and. Usually I'll just be talking with my Australian accent when we're you know, not doing the script. And when I came on the call, the, the room was like, oh, you're Australian. We didn't know that. And so, you know, we usually joke about it for a bit. And so then the engineer's like, okay, let's, you know, let's uh, get a level and all that. We have a good run through. And so I ran through the script once. And uh, then the control room clicked in and I just heard, what the f***? Oh, no. 
<laughs> and I, I, I've never heard that coming in. Uh, you know, we, we all have the silence, right? And you're like, oh, well, silence could mean anything. But then I just heard, what the f***? <laughs> And I was like, that's a really good American accent. <laughs> it was, was like, a good oh, what the fuck. Yeah, but, but just that, there was this moment of what the fuck. And it sounded really angry. God, you must have just shit your drawers. I, I, yeah. I it was lucky I was at home and, you know, wearing pajamas because, you know, I could easily change them. Um, Matt Colrick, his American accent upsets you. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of you guys see the Dennis Quaid clip where he blew up at that director? It was like it just went, it was kind of like the uh, the William Shatner thing, but it did one of those viral YouTube videos. He's screaming and swearing his freaking off. You got to go look it up on YouTube when this show is over. I I've promise to be entertained. I've, I've seen only seen the, the Matt I've Damon one. Oh, I've seen William Shatner. And it was just like, this is the worst freaking set I have ever been on. Was, didn't uh, what's his name uh, Christian Bale do that at some yeah, point too yeah, yeah some um, uh, production right. guy got in his eye line or something Terminator. and it threw his mood that was Terminator he did that yeah but it was a crap movie anyway so what difference was he gonna make <laughs> seriously I just love the Shatner one because the way that he responds to direction is just so quietly derisive like yep. the, the guy gives him feedback and then he says you, you do it okay 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 <laughs> right sure so I've had no, some was- interesting gigs, but um, I unfortunately I, I should probably run it by um, a, a few of my clients before I'm able to to talk about it. So maybe mm. next time I'll be able to talk. About oh, it. Nice. Trisha's pulled out the mythical NDA. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, no, no, my. it's not. It's not NDA work. I just kind of. You know, I kind of want to run it by them that I'm mentioning them that I that I can you know if I'm able to announce that I have this gig, you know, because it is a public, it's a public gig. So I just want to you know, you never know with people these days. You just kind of want to run it by. But I, no, I haven't signed any NDAs. It's just it's. But I do hate when people go, oh, I just signed an NDA. I can't yeah, tell but, you but, what but, it but, is. But I'm going to post it on Facebook because I'm starving for attention. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so many auditions. Please lavish me with attention, <clears throat> uh, Bish. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny you were mentioning the, the shouting stuff earlier. Um, I got to go into a New York production house uh, last week, and I got to do a very shouty game thing. And I've never really done a very shouty one before. So I was in the booth. Seriously, I could not have gone longer. It was half hour in there, and it was all the, excuse me, I shall back off for a second. You people, get in there now! Over the top! You want to live forever? And all that sort of crap. You know. I've never heard Bish yell. This is so awesome. Yeah, no. But seriously, half hour, I I could not do any more. It was a really interesting experience for me. Uh, As I've never been and done that in studio with four people directing me. And it's like, uh, uh, yeah, that was great. Can we uh, take it up a notch? And the engineer walks in and moves the mic back three feet. You know? Jeez, wow. I thought, oh, God, I am, I, I've got minutes left of this voice. And, of course, I couldn't do any work for the, the rest of that day. I was home by, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's like, no, no, no nothing yeah. was getting said today. So that's yeah. actually a cautionary note. If anyone books you for one of those things, uh, bear in mind that you're totally buggered for at least the rest of the day and possibly... Uh-huh. Now, of course, you could say that may be something to do with my crap technique, because I... Uh, but they were asking it to go... <laughs> Well over the top, over and over and over. Mm-hmm. It was fun though. That's awesome. That's a, a game yet to be named. Oh boy! Ooh, I'm, I'm oh. being coy like Trisha. 
<laughs> yeah, real quick, I, one of the longest sessions I ever did, I did three names. There were three names of attorneys. It was a, an attorney tag. It was Schwabel, Getz, and Sieben. <laughs> I remember you and, talked. Uh, yeah, I, I talked. I, I, this is, you know, Trish and I talked about this years and years ago. And there were 12 people directing me, and they all the guys were wearing suits. And it was three words, Schwabel, Getz, and Sieben. And I think we were in the booth probably for four or five hours. <laughs> probably two, 200 takes of Schwabel, Getz, and Sieben, Minnesota's attorney powerhouse. You know, one of those. But Oh, that was a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty practicing. 300 takes. Sean, do you have, uh, what about you? Do you have any crazy gigs this week? Um, I had one that was supposed to be a, a pretty highline conference promotion that was going to happen. Uh, it was not for broadcast. It was going to be web stuff. And they, and they initially said, hey, you know, it's real high line. It's real uh, cool. They want it to be very unannouncery. So it was real pulled back. They wanted it to be deep. And by the third or fourth thing, it was, you know, it's the conference you can't miss. <laughs> you know, just, isn't that amazing? <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> you know, the first take, it's like, it's the conference you must attend. Blah, 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 blah. And then, oh, sounds great. Sounds great. They put it to music. Well, the music is pretty up-tempo. We need you to be a little more up. Okay, cool. It's the conference you must attend. No, no, no. Give us more. It's the conference you must attend. No, man. Let it all out. It's the freaking conference you gotta go to. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I felt like I was doing, you know, by the end of it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you yell like that, Sean. You make it sound so exciting. It was probably like a dental hygienist conference. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Reynolds, how about you? Yeah, so so the last two weeks have been pretty good. Um, I booked a movie trailer gig, which uh, it's called the Cokeville Miracle. It's uh, on TV and radio and YouTube versions. So I actually got to talk deep, channel my inner Bob Sauer. Um, that was pretty fun. And, uh, uh, and then I, I booked, uh, two national radio spots, which were, and I, I'm saying it's, I'm, I'm saying it's national because this, when you book this kind of work, it's so amazing. It's so fun because it was, you know, one ISDN session and I got to sing a few lines cause it was a parody of a song. I can't give any more details out cause I don't think it's broadcasting yet, but they would just play a scratch track and then I'd mimic the guy singing. And then I had like. 10 very short lines and that was it so sweet awesome. cool. very fun week awesome. when did this become the toot your own horn cafe <laughs> you asked, asked, I thought it was Terry. the voiceover cafe no I'm kidding <laughs> I like to hear what other people are doing well, it's great to see everybody so busy <laughs> but we uh, still have time to come together and have coffee we love yeah. each other oh god there is so much love in this room that it's sick <laughs> slurp slurp so lately in the last month I've been quite irritated <laughs> funny Hmm, that's new. It seems to me that, you know, there's been more and more blogs, expert articles out there that aren't written by VO pros. I mean, I, there's a few sources. I'm not going to go into hammering anybody right now, but it, it seems like when you, when you go and do a search for these kinds of things and you research the author, in my opinion, more times than not, these articles are not written by anybody who has had any success in our industry. And, uh, I mean, Bish, let, let, let's start with you. I mean, are you coming across blogs and articles written by, like, like for example, like, let's say SEO experts. Are you coming across that? Let me oh, hear you. Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, there, there, there's a couple of people in the industry who write, I think, um, uh, interesting blogs. Certainly worth reading because they're written by, from the uh, perspective of a VO that's working. But there's a lot of other stuff going out there that are written by... Hmm, what's the word I can use? Shills. 
And all it is, is it's got an agenda. And it always seems to be, this is easy. If you buy this product, come to this site and we'll make your VO career for you. And it, it's all talking up. And it's under the heading of um, editorial. But really, it's um, native advertising. But I'm gonna I'm gonna play, you know, devil's advocate here. But isn't kind of that's what blogging is all about? I mean, blogging is for SEO, and I'm not I'm not defending who you know who you feel might be, you know, one no, of I, the. I'm, okay. Well, for me, no, I'm I'm trying to draw a line here between the the VO bloggers that we know, which are a mixed bag, and the ones that purport to be newsletters, um, industry newspapers, which aren't. And they're very, very closely aligned with the blogs uh, and everyone's cross-posting everyone else. Um, but yeah, I, I can look at um, a, a certain number of VO bloggers. And yeah, some of those do edge, between, edge over to the uh, link bait side of things and just click, 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 click all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's those and there's the ones that purport to be an industry newsletter, and as, as Terry was saying, they're not actually written by working VOs. They're written by a shill for a company that has something to sell. Mm-hmm. And that's where you've got to be careful, because then it's native advertising, which actually has tighter rules than news, because if you can call something native advertising, it actually has to be true. Right. <laughs> Strangely enough, news doesn't have to be true. Well, but native advertising does because it's under a completely different set of rules from, I think, the FCC. Well, so. blogging, I mean, it should really be about content first and foremost. I mean, my blog, I I don't want to be, you know, you know, I don't want to be punk. So I'm not, you know, I wasn't going to call you out by name, Terry. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, you've done it. You know, now. I'm not going to write about, uh, you know, the music industry or I'm not going to write about industries that I'm not familiar with or, you know, industry or, or stuff that I've not had success in. Uh, but there, it just does seem to be, you know, there just seems to be more and more. I know that some, you know, VO coaches and demo producers kind of fall into this old kind of washed up category. And, and, and Jordan, are you, uh, what do you think? Have you run across this much? Yeah, it, I think it's pretty easy to spot them out. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a hawk. If anyone adds me on Facebook, follows me on Twitter, and they're somehow related into the, you know, they say they're a voice actor or a coach or a demo producer, I immediately go and check out their work and honestly it's very rare if they're offering such services like coaches like coaching and demo production where i go listen to their work or they um or they they even have work right and it's just really dated and not relevant and not even very good acting and it really frustrates me because some of these people are you know there's some of these people have big names and big reputations quote unquote and um i don't feel that they're you know, with the times, if you will, it's it's like you know the the, the peak of their career was in the early two thousands, and they, I mean, I I, I want to work with a coach who is booking or at least you know is booking other talent. Right. Um, that's just my two cents. Well, it's kind of funny when you come across articles that are so that are just bleeding SEO, like voice actors when they become voice talents are voiceover artists in the voiceover industry and also do multiple voiceovers. <laughs> no, it's like, it, it doesn't even have to make any sense, you know? And and by the way, Google does not reward the keyword stuff as much as they used to. It's really more about social interaction. And uh, Matt, you've got a little bit of internet marketing background and you've got some SEO background. What uh, what are your thoughts? 
Well, it's it's pretty much what you said that since Google has been uh, changing up the way that it manages SEO and and the way that we all rank on Google, it, it's not as much about all those keywords. Yeah, sure, the keywords and the the meta tags are, still have importance, but nowhere near in the way that they used to. You know, where people would construct all these pages with back data. Uh, I think Jordan probably knows a bit about this as well. He he comes from from IT and programming. But now it, it is really more about like, are you seen as an expert in your field? And do people refer your information? Do they uh, retweet it? Do they like it on Facebook? Are they reblogging it? This is the stuff that will improve SEO. So to have sources that are inaccurate or it's just a bunch of fluff uh, used to drive people towards their websites. We're talking again, I guess, about those PR blogs. And it, it's, it's kind of a, a sad thing that misinformation will work its way up to the, to the top of the ranking. And uh, that, that becomes people's go-to sources that I, I feel is problematic. Peter, you went to a, uh, a DGA presentation the other day, didn't you? Did you learn anything about this there? Oh, yes, absolutely. That was um, a very interesting day. Uh, there were a number of speakers. It was uh, at the uh, DGA, Directors Guild of America, in uh, their New York. Um, they've got a theater and offices and everything there. There were a number of interesting speakers, plus a lot of interesting films. Um, first comment is, these new directors are really good, and they're really young. There were a few there I don't think were shaving, and I, I'm sure they <laughs> couldn't actually go to the mixer afterwards because there was beer being served. Wow. But they're very good. But they had one guy from a major um, advertising agency who went to great lengths to describe about describe the differences between content and native advertising. Uh, and there's a problem with crossover with sometime, sometimes with this stuff. You can uh, make a documentary or be part of a documentary as a VO, and then if it has a tagline at the end, um, because it's presented by someone because it's a, a worthy cause. So you may do a nice little documentary about homeless people, for example, and then at the end it says, brought to you by so-and-so, so-and-so. It becomes advertising, and all the clearances are different. If you'd just done the documentary, you wouldn't have had to have uh, commercial clearances for the content, releases for talent, for music. Once it becomes paid content, native advertising, the, the clearances are completely different as well. And he says it's a minefield out there at, mo at the moment. The, the studio thinks the um, talent's doing it. The producer thinks the advertising agency's doing it. And it's getting to be a mess, and there have been a number of lawsuits. Uh, one that came up was um, somebody was in a documentary about um, EA Games, and it was how the games were made. As a documentary, it was fine, but as soon as it became paid content, native advertising, um, he said, uh, no, there's money involved here, and sued and won. So you've got to be careful. It, it's a very muddy area at the moment. So as talent... We should be fairly isolated, but you could find yourself on the wrong side of a lawsuit if there's a muddying between documentary work and native advertising. So get your clearances and usage sorted out, first of all. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I want to talk about testimonials on websites in just a second. I mean, are these helpful or a waste of time? But before we get to that, I want to hear about Jordan's new mic, baby. Ooh. <laughs> I hear you got a new microphone. Yes, I'm talking into it right now. Um, I've been honored to actually take part in designing a mic specifically for voiceover, and it's actually a really high-quality 
built in America mostly. It's like it's you know it's assembled in America, and um, and it comes in. The price point is a thousand dollars, nine ninety nine. It comes with a waterproof SKB travel road case and a very nice shock mount, and it's um, it's made of really high quality parts. I'm I'm so excited about it because th there aren't any other all the all the mics that you know, people end up using for voiceover that are around this price point were designed for other uses. And not that they don't sound good on VO, but this one we've tuned and tuned and tuned. I mean, I've had like 10 different versions of this mic in my studio that I'm shipping back and forth, you know, giving him feedback on. He makes the tweaks, I, I give suggestions and so forth. And uh, anyways, that's it. I'll, I'll be announcing more details soon with uh, where you can buy it and uh, the brand name and everything. So I'm really, really excited about it to address this part in the, in the mic industry that doesn't exist yet. Awesome. So, and now that you're, and now that you're about to become us... filthy rich, I guess this is your last episode of the voiceover cafe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the manufacturer can sponsor us if he wants. Um, come on, give us some details. You can't tease it like that. What is it? An LDC? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's actually a dynamic mic. It's uh, no, it's a ribbon mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> mm -hmm, I know. I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is my new voice over microphone. Um, no, it's it's a large diaphragm condenser. It's um, let's see. It's got. I mean, it, it has a very flat frequency response. So it's not so flat to where it's going to be because we're used to hearing some top end boosted on mics in our in our cans. So it's, it has a little bit of top end boost, but not as much as most microphones. So it's it really we really tried to make it cater to all genres, not just, you know, a nice flat e-learning sound or really piercing promo sound like the 416 has. So it has, it's just, it's, it's a really natural, as natural as it can be without sounding too boring microphone. Um, but low, what else do you want? Low cut? <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, uh, we need some decent questions here. Uh, form factor, is it a U87 form or a TLM103 form or something funky like a blue? Please say no. It's <laughs> it's not supposed to be modeled after any specific mic. It has components that exist in some of those microphones, like the U87. But it has, in my in my opinion, I've used the U87 in my studio. I've used this one. I I highly prefer the sound of this one. It has a much softer, sweeter top end, and it has a pretty aggressive low uh, high pass filter. So you don't have to worry about you know rumble and low end getting into your recordings, which is a, a common problem for voice talent. Nice. And when so. do we find out about this? Come on. <laughs> it's in the on. final testing stage. I, I think I'm, I'm just, I, I can say two weeks from now. It's May 26th, so hopefully within two weeks. But I think it'll be even sooner than that. Cafe discounts? Come on. Uh, perhaps. I'm, I, I, I'm not the one who can make that call. <laughs> You're putting, man, I've never been in such a position. It'll be interesting, will... it'll be interesting when the news gets out to see, uh, you know, to to watch and see how many days can go by until a certain voiceover coach takes credit for that it's her invention. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh boy. Well, I, I will. I've got a. Uh, I've got to uh, approve a, another pay-to-play post in Voiceover Pros. Can you hang on a second? <laughs> and while, while Terry's doing that, I will. Uh, in the show notes, we'll include a. I actually used this mic on the movie trailer that I did, which is on YouTube. So I, I can share that in the notes as kind of a teaser as far as how it sounds. Uh, nice. In a trailer, so very cool. What um, what range of preamps did you test it on? Oh, sorry, I'm getting into investigative journalism stuff here. <laughs> it, it is, it is. So this will be the last question I'm answering for the day, and um, I got to get back to cheating on my uh, my my wife here in the political office. All right, but no. So the <laughs> but the uh, uh, I tested it on 
on my RME Fireface UFX, which are really transparent, clear preamps and preamps that were uh, tested back at the lab, which is in the San Francisco area. Um, I don't know exactly actually which model he was using, but I believe it's something like a Grace M101, something very transparent and clear with a low noise floor. Oh, by the way, this mic requires so little gain. It is so quiet. Noise floor? Noise floor? Mm -hmm. What the hell is a noise floor? I told you I'm not answering any other questions. <laughs> Nothing but crickets. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> All crickets. Vote for Reynolds. All right. Well, thank you. I can't wait for that, by the way. It'll be, that's, it's, it's, an ex, it's an exciting time to be Jordan Reynolds. <laughs> All right, let's talk about something we've, uh, I've, I've seen a couple of good threads in uh, a couple of the voiceover groups about this. It's, uh, well, kind of a debate, actually, about testimonials on a website. 50% of the people said, oh, yeah, you got to have them. It's just, a, it's you know, it, it supports your business. The, you know, people want to know what other clients have thought about your work. And then the other 50% kind of think it, it's a waste of time. And I, I want to go to, uh, Trish, I want to go to you first here. And in my opinion, I think just putting a, you know, maybe four or five signature testimonials on your site, I think are effective because I've had people mention them to me when, when they're considering using me for a gig. Now I'm not on your site now, but what are your thoughts on testimonials on websites? I have them. Um, I took uh, some of my recommendations or, or, um, What's the other word on LinkedIn uh, when you can do a, I guess it's a recommendation. Endorsements. Endorsement. Uh, no, actually the endorsements are, are lighter, but those are the ones you just kind of click. Um, but yeah, no, it's recommendations. Those are the ones that are handwritten by the clients and they're, um, I have a few. Uh, I, I haven't had them on my website for that long, to be honest, but I never really saw them as, it was actually my web guy's idea to put them up there. I never really thought much about them um, only because I'm pretty sure that there are some people out there that just lie uh, you know it's like you know oh my my voiceover was perfect you know and then all they put is Jerry G at the end you know and it's yeah. like well the, Jerry G ice cream I don't know you know it's I don't know to me if they really like you and they like your work they'll listen to, you know they'll listen to your demos decide if they like you and hire you I don't really think that just because you've done work or it says that you've done work for other people that it's going to make a, a massive impression on them but I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to be honest I mean if you want them on there go for it if you don't I don't really think it's I don't really think it, it hurts to not have them well when you, you know? have three pages of testimonials all that screams there is ego to me i mean yeah. i just i think just putting a, a splash of about four or five of them on there can be quite effective sean what do you think uh, about testimonials on a website i think they have good benefit if they're from people that are well known in the industry so if you're big into e-learning and there's somebody that's uh, uh, at a great e-learning company oh i've heard of them before then that gives you a bit of credibility you know i, I try to if i can get somebody from a, a tv network or some creative studio that a lot of people have heard of to say something then hurry i'll use it but if it's if it's an unknown person then i think it just gets to just what Trish talked about. It's kind of like, all right, so great. Whoever Steve B is, you know, is it Stevie B like Spring Love? He, you know, he's now doing testimonials for people. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I think it needs to be somebody that people know. Mm -hmm. I agree. I like, That's all I, have to say. I, I like using dead musicians. <laughs> Liberace says that Terry was fantastic. Andy Gibbs says Terry rocked that e-learning narration. Doesn't anybody know who Andy Gibb is? Matt, what do you think, man? Uh, I don't. I don't use testimonials on my website um, because my clients don't have anything nice to say about me. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no, um, no I, I, uh, I actually haven't tried testimonials much. Um, it's, it's not something that I do, but really that's from lack of trying. I used to have testimonials up, um, and I ended up having fun with them. And the only feedback I've had from the testimonials was when I threw in, he really knows where his towel is, fourth prefect, and he's a really nice boy, his mum. I had like <laughs> a number of rotating ones, but now I'm, it's unconfirmable quotes from irrelevant people, like has an awesome voice, some production house that no one ever, has ever heard of. Uh, the point I made on the, the, the thread was, unless it's someone everyone has heard of, then it's, it's meaningless and it's just uh, padding it up and it, it stinks of ego for, it's, it's, it's meaningless quotes from unknown people which, as Trisha said, could easily be made up, and no one checks anyway. But I do, the other side of that is the logos. I do have uh, a rotating GIF, GIF, whatever you want to call it, with uh, client logos. Uh, just just so you can see front up, yes, I have worked for a number of name people that you have heard of. I just have a rotating GIF of um, nude photos of myself, and I, I got, my traffic has gone up, man. That is, man, that is, that is genius. I know. That is the work of a genius. It's just me and a microphone, nothing else. Hey, man, I don't, I don't know if my voice is the right fit for your project. But oh, oh come on. Ass. Oh, my Jordan, mic can be my honest, mic can It's fit. not a mic, it's a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get out of the, uh, it's a it's a pen, pencil mic <laughs> I prefer the overhead boom myself but you know I, I just one up to everyone that was the smallest mic <laughs> remember that when you use your mic always use protection you put a put a sock on it <laughs> Uh, I said the view from the gutter is quite nice, actually. <laughs> Before we drop any more into it, let's uh, let's talk about something huge that happened recently. What? Well, you back on those mics again? No. <laughs> we hit thirty thousand total downloads. Yeah! Oh, how about a thunderous roar of applause for that? Yes. This is quite a feat yeah. considering that we uh, have not, you know, we've done two shows in the past eight months. <laughs> and uh, and it's been, you know, of course, we're, we're trying to put them out a little bit more regularly now. But, uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. So it's it's pretty cool. Well, it's, I don't, I mean, may, maybe Jordan's brother has downloaded all 30,000. How do we, it's <laughs> real, man. It does have That's a lot. thousand different unique IPs. That's true. That's true. It, it is IP based, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. Um, so, by the way, if yay. you have a suggestion, yeah, congratulations to uh, the entire show. And we'd like to uh, call out to our listeners if you've got an idea for a guest or you just have questions that you would like to uh, like us to answer on you know a future episode, you can uh, well, shit, what can they do? Can they email us? To write it on our Facebook page. I don't know the protocol. Trish. Help. St staff at voiceovercafe.org. If you want to download, uh, if you want to get on iTunes, you can subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, where else, Sean? You have, I know you have that list in your head. What's a couple of the other places where we are? Yeah, so they uh, they can reach us just what you said. iTunes is the big one. We have a feed through I think FeedBurner. I'm not I can't remember who we use, but I can tell you in just a second. Um, and if they will do that in their favorite podcast manager, by the way, for Android, I like um, 
Pocket Yeah, I love Pocket Cast. That's just an awesome... Yeah. So whenever we have a new episode, boom, it just ends up right there, and I can listen to it in the car. And I listen to most of our episodes like 10 and 20 times in a row, so I, I might be kind of driving up our number. <laughs> You're responsible for the numbers. John just all plays right. the intro. His intro it all counts. over and over again. <laughs> and now, and now, when I, and now. When I'm at the gym, I, that's all I do is I work out to Sean Caldwell's promos. <laughs> I just loop Sean playing, uh, saying "piping hot" over and over. No, piping hot, piping hot, piping hot. Can I tell you how happy I am that TV sweeps is over for the last month? It's like tonight at six. Could your bed sheets kill you? Channel Seven investigates. It could happen tonight. <laughs> could your children slip in the bathtub and die? We'll send an investigative reporter to find out. <laughs> your, your bed sheets can only kill you if you, you rent a room at the La Quinta Hotel. So stay, <laughs> stay away. Sign up at voiceovercafe.org slash feed slash podcast, and then it'll come right into whatever you used to listen. Mm-hmm. And if uh, you guys out there, any listeners, have some ideas on future guests, feel free to email us uh, with ideas. Uh, maybe somebody, um, we usually can't get some of their like A-list celebrities, but we've got some really cool guests. So if, uh, if they're within reason, uh, obviously Morgan Freeman might be, might not really be possible, but could certainly try. I guess it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> but anyway, do you guys have any Ideas I hear Matt does show. a good Morgan Freeman. We could fool everyone. <laughs> I have. As long as I get to use Jordan's new microphone, wow. I'd be willing to participate. <laughs> only use my new microphone, <laughs> But uh, we got to get out of here now. So Trish, Bish, Sean, Jordan, Matt, you guys rock. Thank you for getting together today. Yes. And uh, to have the whole gang back together. Yes, it is. And we will, we promise, and this is a promise to our listeners, that we will try to at least get one more show in by December 31st. <laughs> God, I hope so. At least Sean will do one more intro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. This has been the VoiceOver Cafe VO News served up. Piping hot. See, See you later. Bye. 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 That's a wrap on another episode of the VoiceOver Cafe. This is Sean Caldwell. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out other riveting episodes at voiceovercafe.org. Oh, my willy's hard.